Ravenloft, the conspiracy at Kresik. It is March 2018. I am Devin, the GM, and to my left, we have X playing Y. Tyler playing Phineas. Kevin playing Asher. And Peter Jackass. All right, guys. So let's go over what happened last session. Who would like to start? We went into the Nightmare Realm. <clears throat> yes. Oh. World of Dreams that was a series of deep underground caverns uh, armed only with our wits and lanterns. And um, guns. And, and guns. Also armed with guns, but mostly with wits and lanterns. <clears throat> um, yeah, so we all awoke as we expected um, and met up. And we found a circle in the first cavern with an old disused fire in it that when we lit, uh, people came up out of the ground and started building a shadow camp around there, which then became our base camp for our explorations. Yeah, they were basically just NPCs to uh, help us along. So <laughs> we explored the caverns and nearly got killed a few times. Found more lanterns. We went and found a giant statue, Gilgamesh. Oh, right. Fucking Gilgamesh. I forgot about it. <clears throat> Made a great bargain with him to free him in exchange for not dying. I'm sure we'll really get get on that. You made an oath! An oath. I dub the Oathbreaker. Oh, no. Doesn't count in the Shadow World. Welcome to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo. You lost at Duel Monsters. Anyway. Anyways, we eventually did find uh, Delisnia in the Whale Torture Room. And we found another Delisnia, but yeah. that one wasn't friendly. Yeah, we murdered their family member. Yeah, so uh, we can start with you guys being back at the Ember Camp. Or if anyone wants to play a fun Savage Worlds card they drew to get the big loot treasure wad, uh, they can do that too. Uh, it's all up for uh, on the table. So, um, if you do, you can. If you don't want to, we'll just start at the Ember Camp. No, sure. I I will play my uh, Savage Rifts card, Windfall, to gain all of the treasure in this area. Nice. All right, Whale Torture Room. As you so elegantly put it. Alright, uh, the vampire's uh, chest cavity is full of treasure. Specifically, its heart and other organs have calcified into precious gems. Like black opal and stuff. Okay. Precious, precious vampire organ gem. Precious guts. Super precious guts. Uh, there was an actual pirate's bounty in one of the ships. Remember, there's storms going by, so you guys have to yeah. run in and out. Uh, that was full of um, silver and iron, silver like coins and iron bars. Okay. Um, and other than that, it looks like um, no, that's about it. The organs are super valuable, and a treasure chest in the pirate ship. Well, it looks like I no longer have three silver pieces to rub together. 
and got some iron bars to trade with those mushroom people because they wanted iron. Let's pop that chest open. Well, let's hug it close and wake up. <laughs> hug it close. We found, we found what we came here to find. Loot. What treasure? Yeah, that'll, that'll really keep us safe. So you got two lungs, his heart, and... What's another organ? His brain. Spleen. His brain. So two lungs, heart, and brain. Yep. If you want money stats, the lungs are worth a uh, thousand silver each. <laughs> Fuck. And the brain and the, uh... What other organ? Heart? The heart are worth, uh... The brain is worth 500, and the heart is technically priceless because it's still on... It's burning. It's on fire. But it's made of, like, gems. Can't sell something that's on fire. You can't sell anything that's on fire. That's not how bureauc... That's not how trade works. So I mean, but an infinite lantern now. Maybe it doesn't give off a lot of light, but <coughs> that fire is super useful. Cool. It burns very hot. It melts metal around it. Yeah. How are we vampires? Are we just... carrying it anywhere? <laughs> We're carrying it inside of the vampire. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! What you're gonna you're gonna make yourself a vampire leather bag for it? I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> I swear no. <laughs> uh. I swore no not to be a psychopath. Not this game. Never. A perfect Peter character. I swore an oath not to be a psychopath. Not to be greedy. <laughs> <laughs> to give away all my worldly possessions. The opposite of Ian. I swore an oath. <laughs> I mean, Ian would swear any oath given, so like... I think we do have a logistics problem with how we're going to get this heart around. You could probably wrap it in chains and it'll be fine. It's just over time it's going to start melting it, so you'll just have to replace the chains. Seems like a solution. Break these chains above. Okay. It's about the size of a child's fist. <coughs> That's kind of small. Is he like a Grinch or something? Yeah, he's all <laughs> shriveled up. He's, he's all fossilized. I mean, if he was drinking all that whale blood or something. He wasn't drinking that whale's blood. Why not? That whale was an obstacle and on the ceiling and throwing harpoons at him. That'd be a Infinite blood. Not, no. <laughs> no. So, uh... No, bro. Should we tap our heels together three times? Let's ask the Delizia, maybe. Yeah, let's speak with him. You and guys, we're going to scene swipe to the Ember Camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys are going to take your treasure as per the card and go back to camp. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, that little community is there. There are the fires going everywhere, giving off that low orange light. Uh, it's warm here. You can tell that food is being cooked, like mollusks and like cave critters that have been caught under rocks and in crevices and stuff. Looks like someone's cooking food now in one of those tents. Cool. And, uh, yeah, one of the, the, you and the Delisneas kind of just head back to camp and, uh, plop yourselves down near an empty tent. Hmm. Oh, that was harrowing. Yeah, so, can you explain what's going on here? Because we've been following you and now we're here. Uh, who are you? Who are, you're, you really killed that vampire. 
Yeah. That brief summation didn't explain everything to you? (laughs) (laughs) We're from Krasak. Oh, locals. Yeah, we figured that... Looks are droids. Are you in Krasak right now? No, we're we're underground. No, but you're... Where did you fall asleep? You're awake, but where did you fall asleep? Oh, I fell in the crack. Ah, that explains it. Oh. Okay, so we're all at the monastery. Technically. So, you seem to know how these dream realms work, so how... Or at least, you were studying them, you had those maps. I'm, I'm Girard. Yeah. Nice nice to meet you all. Uh, what's, what are your names? Phineas. Phineas. Asher. Asher. <coughs> Jack. Jack, okay, yeah. Uh, oh wait, you're the doctor in Krasik. Yes. And you're the, the fellow that folks told me to stay away from. That uh, does sound... couldn't have been me. Uh, there, there was some ungodly fellow with his machines, his metal. Doesn't ring a bell. Yes. Yeah, oh, oh <laughs> all right. I might have got the pronunciation wrong. The names are a little strange here. What are you doing in Krasik? Uh, don't often get Delisnias out here. His sister, by the way, uh, Priscilla, she is drinking from her flask and relaxing because a vampire attack just happened. <laughs> She's gargling with holy water just in case. Because <laughs> we were careful. Digging around in his gore. Yeah. Pulling out treasure. Yeah, pulling out Which treasure. Which opens wounds. <laughs> uh. Oh, um... Wait, what was the question? What are you doing in Krezik? I, um... No fighter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I had come here... Uh, it was a personal project. I, I was trying to trace our family lineage, the Delisnias. Yeah, see, I'm part of a noble family called the Delisnias, and our lineage uh, begins in the... Uh, state of Barovia, the village of Barovia specifically. We used to be landholders and uh, uh, people who held court with the uh, Von Zeroviches and the other main families. So I was here doing personal uh, information gathering about my heraldry and history and, you know, culture. Huh. And that I, took you to the mine? A little. See, I had funding, but not really any inroads in Barovia. The, the Barovian people are very pleasant, he says, realizing that you're Barovians. Uh, but they could be a little insular. So the mining company, uh, the, the merchants, uh, offered to sponsor me and help me, you know, gather information and check out the local kind of areas and geography and, you know, archives in exchange for me doing some, uh, some work for them. I'm a bit of an am- amateur geologist. By Sister, she she does spelunking and whatnot, but I, I know a bit about geology, uh, you know, caves, mining, striation. I do a bit of bookkeeping for my fam for our family, so yeah, it seemed like a nice kind of side job. <coughs> what specifically were you doing for them? There's a, a mine in Kresik they wanted me to um, prospect. All right. Things got a little strange from there. I started seeing because the mine had some of my family's holdings in it. Hmm. You know, the property probably changed hands since, uh, but it put me on the right direction and I was able to find my way here and uh, learn about my ancestor, Leo, who yep. we recently met. Hmm. Hmm. So I suppose you had some falling out of your ancestor. Oh, no, I, I found out my theories were wrong and he was definitely the monster history makes him out to be. We were probably in the wrong. Yes. Huh. I think we found this. <laughs> I think we found the same information. Yeah. yeah well, 
that's what theories are like in academia. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. So, that still doesn't explain how were you... How did you know about this dream realm and you had those maps from someone? Was oh, I made them. That was clever of me. I used a music printer to make uh, touch maps. Yeah. So you were exploring here? I, I so ended up in here once. Okay. It happened uh, when I was doing uh, prospecting for the miners, or for the, the, the <coughs> merchants. Okay. Down in the mines. That's a third breath as well. I went to bed once and uh, woke up here, and then I kind of oriented myself from there. Huh. So what's the merchant's interest in you prospecting? Like, what do they get out of all this? I presumably, I think they wanted the mine, but they weren't very interested in what I was finding. I was finding deposits, veins, signs that the mining operations had been cut short, uh, iron, silver. They, they didn't seem that preoccupied with it. They seemed to want something in particular, I guess. Uh, they were really concerned with um, uh, a nearby site where someone was entombed. Where was that site? In the mines. Someone Do you was... know who was entombed there? Oh, yes, a, uh, a ripper. A ripper? A ripper. It's a, it's a term. Have you not read uh, any of the Van Richten treatises on... That serial killer. That's the word! The one we burnt out. Hmm. Yeah, he was someone we dealt with. Uh, buried him in the salt down there. What do they want with him? They were just interested in where he was buried. And when we uh, unearthed the burial site, we found an antechamber underneath that led to a, uh, an acidic pit. <sighs> Who decided where we were going to bury that body? Hmm. Village elders? Yeah, like, the, the, the village in general just kind of threw him in the mine. They moved the bodies. That's a really weird coincidence. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I investigated the antechamber. There were a lot of strange properties going on there. And uh, they started tunneling and digging and excavating. Underneath the acid pit? or uh, To it. To it. Like, they sent some people down first, but then they, they you know, wind it up and added to it. Hmm. I, uh, I, I have some theories on that. But, wait, what were you saying? I said, when you excavated that antechamber, there was a body there, right? Yeah, the Ripper's body. It was, yeah, okay. in, the, uh, it was in the acid. Just checking. So we just didn't take it out, because why would we disturb it? In the acid. Didn't we bury that in a coffin? I think we just threw him down there. Yeah. I mean... Priscilla kind of perks up. I mean, a uh, salt mine's an ideal place for a body like that. It stops its spirit from rising. Hmm. Yeah. So you were saying you had some theories? Oh, yes, about the salt mine. That's where you'd bury uh, someone like that. Hmm. They'd, off they'd leave a, a restless spirit, so bury them in salt. Tons and tons and tons of salt. It does make sense. Okay, so do you know how we get out of where we're, where we're here? I think uh, I think you guys could just probably wake up. There's a process to it, um, but it's going to be trickier to wake me up. I guess we'll have to find you. Well, no, no, no. The the the, the ember, the cinder people have shown me that there's more. Like waking up from here is kind of just like it's like um, it's instinct. 
Yeah. It's it's not really something you're doing on purpose, but there's a there's a purposeful way to do it. And then I'll just flip you out. Okay. There's a there's a there's a section nearby this area. Um, this is like the Outlands, and there's an interior place called the the, the fortress. And in the fortress, there's an actual uh, forest growing in there, and it's it's near the periphery. And the the trees, the wood from the trees in that forest, if burned here at the the pyre, will help us kind of just transition out at will. You said it's going to be more difficult for you. Why well, is that? Because we need the wood. Oh, we don't have it here. Difficult for one person to do alone. Yeah, I can't go that far. I'd starve. Oh, we have food here, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can probably leave you here while we uh, go get it. Easy enough. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to... What are, you, what are you all doing here? Like, it seems a little strange that you're here. I mean, we're investigating you, and... It seems that we've fallen to the same place as well. We were kind of incidentally investigating you. I was trying to find yeah. out uh, possible ownership to the mine, I guess. This kind of seems a little insignificant compared to all this now. Yeah, the mine's curious, and uh, there, there's some things. I, I, I was doing some side investigating too, uh, other than the tracking down Leo Delisnia's resting place before I found his journals. Um, Kresik has some strange things going on with it, like that that Ripper. Did you ever find his manifestos or his his journals? I don't think we ever figured out what the fuck uh, was driving him on. Just... I did. There was a there was a, a tunnel system that went from Kresik uh, to a nearby uh, like like work camp. It was in the mines. <clears throat> he was holed up in there. So that's who was getting around, okay. This is something that I think you might have figured out, and that's how you guys are able to pin it on him. Okay. Um, so to give a rebuff on the, the Kresik Ripper, because that's the term they use in civilized society for serial killers. Um, so people were being murdered in Kresik, and no one was figuring out who was doing it, and they were all pointing fingers at each other as it went on, because serial because it was being done in a ritualistic manner. And what happened was the guy who was doing it was part of like a general work camp that kind of moved around Barovia in between here and uh, that other city you were in. And the trick was, since he was never here when the murders happened, obviously none of the work camp people were suspects. And they would come in for different types of work, you know, doing mine stuff, burying bodies, helping with flood, clearing out the river when the rot came through. So you couldn't really put it on them because they weren't really around when it happened. But he would come in and use the shortcut he found to get in a few days ahead of time, do his murders, head to the camp, and then they would show up after the murders happened. And then when they left, he'd just slip back on the way back, do it again, and then come back. And then they'd get called back to help with cleaning up the bodies and, like, cleaning up the estate. Hmm. So he could constantly be roped back in without ever being suspected. Hmm. And for the listener, that's one of the things we generated with the backstory cards. That is. Like, the, this whole thing is something we use just backstory cards for. <clears throat> So, you guys knew he had a shorter way of getting here, you just never found his route. Okay. Hmm. But you were able to pound him with, you know, forensics. <coughs> but you said he had manifestos? Yes, I was, I was able to find, uh, he, he had diaries. The man was mute. What did they contain? Uh, uh, 
paranoid ramblings as if someone was hurting his mind, but if you go back far enough, they're simple and concise and thought out and don't show any of the normal signs you see in Ripper behavior. Rippers follow a certain um, uh, personality archetype. They, phrenologically speaking, parts of their brain are firing uh, with different impulses and imbalances in their more aggressive humors. It causes them to act like this. Uh, and he displayed none of the handwriting uh, pathology that would link to that. And it didn't grow over time like some of the sample works in Van Richard's Guide to Rippers. It was almost overnight. Hmm. I wonder whether that's related to the Mothman. It's certainly not related to the Mothman, but it might be related to the caves. Or here or whatever. Because he was warning us about not going to sleep and so on and so on. Uh, were you visited by a Mothman, or I think in your case it would be the Dog Spirit, or whatever person I was mentioning last time? No. No? Okay. No strangers watching you while you tried to sleep? Uh, I never slept well in the cave system, but it's a cave system. You always hear sounds and like things, things mm. moving around and shifting. I think that might be uh, unique to our what we're dealing with then. Okay. I mean, it makes sense we're Barovian. They're not. Mothman? I'm not. The Mothman is a warning against dark tidings. Oh, like a Grim. Something like that. I suppose. Oh, okay. It's a very common folk belief. Yes, but we're not talking about folk beliefs. <laughs> of course, I, I agree completely. <laughs> I was going to investigate the, uh, the the Ripper's backstory more, but I, I got caught up in other things. And it, it didn't seem relevant. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's wake up. Uh, and maybe we should yeah. go back and investigate those tunnels in Kresik a bit more. Yeah, so, that might be the way to go. So I guess we should get the wood. Yep. Okay. When you were investigating the mine... Did you find anything pertaining to ownership of it? Like, did they mention anything in passing or talking? I mean, the that might Germans. indicate that it's more than just communal property? Yeah, there's uh, there's clear evidence that there's actually a family that has holdings on the mine. But it's not the Belizneas. Do you know which family? I found heraldry relating to one, and I think there's a ring or a necklace or some piece of... Uh, I almost want to say elven working, like sylvan designery that uh, shows the, the uh, transference of ownership uh, from the Delizneas back to the Zeroviches to this family. A ring. Yeah, that, uh, that makes sense. Never found it. There's also a burial site, maybe, in the, in the woods, but again, I, I never got around to that. Do you know where that burial site might be? I think we know where it is. It, it's somewhere near Kresik. I just... Never got there. Okay. That's where we stole that treasure chest. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Excavated. <laughs> okay. Next you'll be saying that we stole this man's lungs. No, not again. Not again! <laughs> there's, a, there's a history with stealing lungs in our games now. Uh, it has not happened once or even twice. Uh, a threat. Okay, 
Um, so I guess we'll have to go on adventure to get the wood to wake everybody up. Um, and once we get back to Kresik, I have all my notes and stuff in my in my study, and we can get <clears> our information. It's probably the best way to go. Sounds good. Yep. Okay, I guess that's resupply and go to get that thing. Okay. Um, I was thinking, since we have that card about being a folk hero and saving some things, and we've got that ever-burning heart. What if we like donated that to these amber people? Since so this seems to be the central hub for this area, and whenever we going here, you know, we'd have some place to go. And they, hey, we'd be the folk hero of these people, like donate this priceless heart. It doesn't feel like they function like that. They don't seem like actual I mean, people. There's nothing. They are people. I mean, hmm. I mean, they did. I think there are people, they function on the fire, so they probably like once it runs out or whatever, then they go back to Earth. They give them some, I don't know, fire, then they might be like, hey, thanks, or something. So upgrading their little torch in the center of their gathering to yeah. an ever-burning heart of yeah. a vampire. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you want to do that, sure, these people consider you super cool. Yeah. So you yeah. like you like approach one of them, or just take the heart and huck it in the pit? Yeah. We'll do it with ceremony. I mean... Chaos dunk. <laughs> yeah. Like an angry comet. Unless there's some Vestani around here that can translate. No, if you put the fire in their central kind of pit, all the torches burn brighter, this burns hotter, the light goes out further, and, like, they get more active, and, uh, yeah, they hang out with you guys. Cool. They don't talk or anything, it's not their way, but they, uh... Give us free torches? Yeah, sure, you know, if you want torches with wood, wood with fire on them. Hmm. Or lantern stuff, fuel. Yeah, yeah. They'll give you a better conversion rate too. Cool. Because they, they use money to buy supplies. Yeah. To keep this place running. Yeah. It doesn't come from nowhere. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're donating this yeah. to keep this place running, and that will probably be a large expense for them. So exactly. So yeah, like, it's magic. So it's using the folk hero card. Another card down. Look at that. Huzzah. Now I have all the remaining cards. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, no! You piece of shit. <laughs> I got five bennies and two cards. Five goddamn bennies. You have five bennies? Because I took that lucky edge twice. So I'm super lucky now. Eh, it's useful. Get fucked. Probably a little bit more useful than just upgrading a dice or two. Yeah. Can't you spend bennies to draw cards and play them, or play more than one card? No, I think there are only certain cards that allow you to do something. No, I think you... Like the Ravenloft rules that you spend bennies to play extra cards. Yeah. Like, so, you have one card, you have two cards there, right? Yeah. You can spend You can spend one as normal, and then when you want to play another, you spend a penny. Okay. So you can play the, the two instead of the one. You understand how good, that, that that's good, right? Okay. Alright. Okay. Alright. You seem confused about the concept's like, but if I play two cards... No, it's about, like, I was thinking that it will always draw another one. I don't think it lets you draw more. Yeah, now. exactly. So, just playing them. That's fine. No, all right. So, uh, Gerard is able to give you directions to heading away from this area to another. It's not really on the map, per se, because it's not that little yep. cluster of cave systems. They'll let you kind of go to a nearby area called the Fortress. Yeah, on the outskirts there are there is forests, and in those forests is the wood. You just have to harvest a like a bit of timber and lumber. That's all you need. 
Okay. Not a bunch, not a whole tree, just some wood. Oh, if only I had brought my mechanical man specifically designed for chopping wood. <laughs> it's his purpose in life. Asher just slowly brings up his woodsman's axe that he's had this whole time. Push Asher into the fire. <laughs> and then from the fire, your woodsman shows up with Kevin playing as him. <gasps> That's a race in Ravenloft, the created. Oh my god. You just blow up, burn up your character and you get to play the Tin Woodsman. I wish to explode. Turns <laughs> into an axe. I'll just take the axe to branches, I guess. And... Yeah. I mean, if Kevin's gonna die, then this. A lot of this will become pointless because we're doing this to get him his heritage. Not so as long as we can keep his body animated. <laughs> Skin him and wear his thing. Skin him and wear his face. You were the body they found in the acid pit. You were the serial killer wearing Kevin's face. Uh, full circle. No, it doesn't have a full circle again. That's bad. Not yeah, okay. each other. <laughs> All right, let me pause because you guys will have to make your way to the fortress. We're back. <coughs> so. Uh, Girard Deliznia leads you to the passageway you have to go through. It is nearby one of these chambers. Don't worry about which chamber it is. We'll figure that out later. I'll have to edit the map. And you guys are able to take it. Actually, a, a quite a scenic cavern system. It's probably, you know, 30 meters, like, diameter. Oh. And uh, it's a lot of you, like, hugging the sides of the walls on a, on a large, like, kind of crevice going into the middle of the uh, ground. When eventually it tapers off and it starts to get small into a regular sized kind of hole, maybe you know, big enough for people, hmm. uh, and you find that the rock and whatnot has suddenly shifted over time. The, the natural cave stone and the, the porous surfaces and the, the weird parts of it have been slowly giving way to kind of um, uh, mortar and carved bricks, like the inside of a castle. Cool. Like, it's a slow transition. Like, you can see, like, the, the stone breaking off and flaking off, and underneath there's brickwork. And uh, this, this entrance you found is, like, a sewer grate. Then the grating's been ripped open a long time ago, and there's, like, uh, carved stonework and, like, flushing gray, gray water uh, going down into that crevice you guys were hugging the walls to not fall into. So it looks like it's, like, a... It's basically a waterfall, an underground castle going into a ravine forever. Mm-hmm. It's gray water, though. Don't drink it. <laughs> Okay. Until you get to Furia, the silent killer. Dyslexia. <laughs> Dyslexia. So yeah, uh, you're able to crawl inside if you want to enter. I'll go first. There we go. I'll go second. <laughs> yes, I'm covering the flank. All right. Uh, you guys have your torches, so you're able to illuminate the interior. Uh, the inside of this place looks like it's made of castle stone. Uh, it's like an old, old fortress, and this is like one room, but the way the walls are shaped and the, the tops of the um, walls are kind of de- detailed, it looks like this is an outdoor room, like a courtyard, but it clearly has a ceiling, and like the walls actually eventually like fuse into the cave work. Okay. So imagine a castle that was like phased through the ground and is cl- clipping into the geometry. Okay. Do we see any trees? 
Not around here, but there are a fair amount of like leaves and stuff that seem to have blown through from uh, underground like vents and whatnot. Hmm. Well, and there are different ways in. Like, there's ways to go into the castle proper. There's ways to go around and different like tunnels and uh, crevices you can crawl through to move on the outskirts of the fortress. Well, do we know anything about whose fortress this is? Uh, did you ask Gerard for more info? No, we really should have. Okay. <laughs> then uh, you realize you didn't really do a lot of investigating on this part. Well, then I guess we only followed directions to go to where the forest is at. So don't get lost. He implied it's on the outskirts. Okay. He said it a couple times. It's on the outskirts of the fortress. Okay. Is there like a royal crest or anything around here or something that would symbolize who owns this castle though? Uh, not in the areas you are in. What about the design? Is it Barovian? Um, no. It looks a little different. Yeah, I've been to a few of the surrounding areas. Is it like from... Not Volkovnia. I don't think that's... Darkenese? Yeah, is it? Like yeah, it looks Darkenese. Okay, yeah. Blackstone, sharpened uh, tops, crenellation that instead of being flat... Crenellation are the little parts of the castle that are like the little stone rectangles on the yeah. walls. Mm. Yeah, the crenellation set being like square and stone is uh, uh, sawtoothed. Yeah, Asher says as much. It's like this is this is pretty much Darkenese from the looks. It looks like uh, what you've been what people describe to you as the grim fastness, the castle in the capital, the capital that exploded a few years back. Oh right, it's easy to see from like a distance too, isn't it? Because it's like this. Yeah, yeah. Not like there's any trees in the way. The capital of uh, Darkon, which you'll know from inference because Barovians mm-hmm. celebrated every once in a while. Darkon had a capital called Illaluk, and Illaluk held Aslan Rex's keep. Aslan, the Wizard King of Darkon, hated enemy of Otto and Starovich. Um, maybe five, six, maybe ten years ago, it's hard to tell with the way rumors work. The <laughs> capital exploded, uh, and every living thing in it was instantly killed and came back as the living dead. Uh, and the city was kept basically in a time capsule. Uh, and then, a few recent years ago, the entire capital exploded again, and there's a giant hole in the ground. That's nice. They say an angel of death lives there, waiting to bring the apocalypse with its giant mouth and leathery wings. So nice when you write it, only to rewrite history. Oh, well, this thing here. Swipe the old one, then. <laughs> huh. New version. Destroyed so hard, it got thrown into whatever the fuck this is. Hell. <sighs> oh well. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. So I guess we just continue to the forest? Yep. Yeah, you guys have to get on your stomachs and crawl through kind of a crawl space area where two um, uh, plates of the, the cave workings have kind of broken apart and shifted. And on the outset of it, the air here is fresher and a little warmer, and the castle grounds and brickwork have broken open, and there is a forest in here. Huh. Of redwoods, like big, thick, five men wide redwoods. We just need a couple limbs? I mean, if we bring some spare, we might just leave them there for what we need to come back next time, right? Oh yeah, I agree. That's going to get us far in here. So you have to chop responsibly to kind of fit them through. I'd like to be in and out of here as quickly as possible. 
Okay. This architecture makes me uneasy. Like I know fairy tales work. You take what you need and nothing more. Yeah, I guess we'll just go for the low branches. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're basically hacking into them. Uh, some of these trees look a lot older and desiccated. They have like those knot holes that look like faces and stuff. <laughs> and like the big moss that have rotted in wood. Um, there's signs of people have been here. Like you're seeing roots are covering like old bits of armor and shields and swords and stuff. Worrisome. Yeah, hoping to notice on some dead or what have you. Who would like to make a, whatever the system's equivalent of a listen check is? Notice. Can we all make it or just one? No, this. You, you can all make it. Yeah. Five. <coughs> so success. No. Success. Seven. So yeah. All right. So who got a success? Not Kevin? No. You two hear rustling in the forest, like branches and leaves. I will... I ready my gun. Yeah, I will pull out my <coughs> bovine rehabilitation unit, and I will alert Asher that something may be coming. Huh? Oh, okay. Just let me finish off this branch. Break that off. I guess we'll be covering him. Alright. Seems like you hear things moving in the forest. Okay. Sounds like uh, the groaning of like stonework or kind of the the sounds of uh, like wagon wheels under a lot of stress. How much wood do we have? I'm taking a branch for each of us, so five. You're getting another like but you're getting basically like kindling. Bundle. Yeah, it's, yeah, a bundle of sticks. Yeah, it's less sticks and it's more like actual like thick kindling wood is what you need. Oh, okay. It's not like just little bits of wooden bark <laughs> or wood chips from a yeah, journal cage. I'm, I was thinking more firm branches. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I suggest we hurry up. All right. You hear the sound of uh, a whip snapping, like uh, like a cable that's run to tots uh, breaking and striking against the surface. I'll uh, I'll hide a bit. Because I'm I'm a brave sort. All right, where will you hide? Well, there's trees and stuff everywhere, right? Yeah, there's trees. But I can with tell big... what direction it's coming from. So I'll... it echoes in here pretty well. But there's trees with like big gaps in them, like a mouth. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna go mouth. in a tree mouth. That seems that uh, seems a little I'll inadvisable. <laughs> <laughs> but I will go behindish a tree. All right. All right. I'll roll hide. The is skill that, for hide. Is that a skill? Uh, yep. Probably. Stealth. Stealth. Do you have it? No. Ah, oh, shit. So I roll at minus two. Oh, no. I got stealth. I guess you'll die. Oh, no. All right, you can roll. You rolled one. So I well, fail. I don't, I don't hide very well. Nope. <clears throat> All right, you have behind a tree. What, what are you doing? Anything? I guess, yeah, also take some cover. <laughs> We're going to take cover. Might as well. I rolled a double once. Can't oh. re-roll that. Okay. Yo, no, you can't, yeah, because of Ravenloft. Because hmm. of Get Fucked Town. Population Jack. 
So Grant tur- or Asher turn turns around. around. Looks and at they're these gone. <laughs> they're gone. Like, Where are they? He's holding a fucking branch in front of himself. He's like, yeah. lantern. Where are you guys? And like, remember, you're in a forest, so the light is bouncing off the trees. There's shadows everywhere. <laughs> it's highlighting the faces of the trees. You're swinging around. Seriously? <laughs> here, here, here. Oh, oh, you fucks. Yeah, all of your lanterns are like moving around and like casting shadows. And and Jack, the shadow you cast it because you hear the sound, the groaning sound coming towards you. And when you move around to look, the light goes up and up and up to the tree you're behind. And the knot hole doesn't look like a face. It is a face. A jack-o'-lantern face weeping blood out of its jack-o'-lantern jaws with dead little knot hole eyes. And that snapping sound is its branch scraping against the top of the uh, ceiling, whipping down to hit you. Oh, we blush. <laughs> I'm going to pause because the combat starts where you fight an undead treant. Oh, no. We're going to set this. And we're back. The dread treant is, uh, is, taking, its, is taking a swing at, uh, at 100% pure Angus beef. Where, where, where are dice? Oh, dice. Hurrah. Hooray for magic. Okay, so it's a wild town, so it's what, what are you wild towns get? D6s? D6 okay. plus whatever. Okay, so it's a D12 plus 3. Oh no. Wait. Nope, fighting is D8. Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm getting ahead of myself. Eh, misses. <gasps> Smash! Uh, you dive out of the way as that it's it's whomping willow limb smashes down in front of you, jostling loose underbrush and layers and layers of uh, dead trees and roots, and also opening up a little catacomb uh, full of dead people that have been crushed in similar ways. Their skeletons layered on one another. <sighs> I haven't read Lord of the Rings because it wasn't made yet. I haven't read Lord of the Rings. It wasn't made yet. <laughs> I'm from World War One, guys. We're talking about uh, uh, shit. What was his name? Count Fred Ferdinand. Count Fred Ferdinand. Oh, you go first because you have an ace. All right, so now initiative time. Who got the ace? I got the ace. All right, the the train goes again on a two, and then it's going to use its uh, lashing attack, which means you get hit everyone adjacent with a single roll. Well, then spread out, guys. Um, okay, uh, so I guess I'll move away from it as far as I can, my free move, and shoot at it with my rifle. You're gonna actually use your gun? Yes. Oh my god, a gun. Wooey. Not your bayonet. <laughs> I rolled a four. So yeah, that's a hit then. Okay, R- roll damage. 2d8 plus 2. 8. Nine. Uh, so that's seventeen. Twenty-four. So minus fifteen. So that's nine. nine. Two so raises. Two raises. Yeah. No, one raise. One raise. No. Well, uh, oh, Four eight. Yeah. Over fifteen. That's two raises. Okay. Yeah. Two raises. So. So it gets two. shaken and it takes two wounds, but it's gonna spend. I, I have bennies. Give me bennies. How many bennies? I get three. I get two because it's a wild town, so I get five altogether. Give me the fucking bennies! Yeah. Alright, it's gonna spend a benny to, I think it's called soaking. Yeah. Alright. Toughness. Roll toughness? No, not toughness. Vigor. 
Vim and Vigor. The V word. How long is a round? I don't know. Why do you need this? I think it's like six seconds per... It could be like a minute. Like, what do you need the length for? I'm trying to figure out uh, if I can build something with gadgets here in combat. Yeah, that, that sounds like an action. You know, it might take one or two, depending on how well you roll. <coughs> you roll right. those bones. Well, it's, it's GM's call, but it, it takes at least one minute. So what, what was your damage? So, wait, two wounds? So a success it takes yeah. away a wound? Yeah, so it's, so it's a wound, and another wound race takes away the other wound, and since it got rid of all those wounds, it's not shaken. Perfect! So one penny less. Yeah, as four. And if this guy's too easy, I can throw more NPCs at you. If that's... then I'll throw my... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be quite a day. Okay, so that was the ace. Uh, uh, Jack Angus opens fire with his magic World War One gun, and you shoot it in its in its knot hole, bleeding face, and it makes a a weeping willow sound as like wind and blood pour through its mouth. It's all groaning and screaming from the wood, like twisting and hitting, like thunder. It sounds like thunder. It's fifty feet tall. Oh no! That's what it says. Oh no. Where's the hole? <laughs> okay, what's next? Um, six versus... I got a five. Okay. Six. It's all you, woodsman. You know what I'm not doing? Getting close to this thing. <laughs> so I'm going to make a throw roll. What's around here to throw that's... Kind uh, of now that the ground's being disturbed, there's a bunch of dead people with hatchets. Yes. I'll throw one dead man. I mean, not <clears throat> People well, in dark and easy looking armor. Like, it even has the, uh, the, the, the dark and easy symbol, which is the... Burning Eye of Sauron, Aslanrex's personal insignia. That's horrific. I throw an insult. Alright, I'm gonna throw in that, uh, one of those rusty hatchets. Yeah, you're gonna basically assume there's enough axes and hatchets around here that you can only have them to throw. Cool. This place is littered with dead woodsmen. Okay, so I got a 4 on a d8. I don't think that hits. A 4 is a hit. Oh, oh you actually get plus 4, so you get a raise. Oh, okay. And this is just an axe. You get plus four to hit this fucker. You're guaranteed to hit it on a roll. Okay, then. I forgot my race, then. The extra one's enough strength. Six. That's a shit roll. I got a four in total. Its toughness is 15. Yep, nothing. Get bent. I don't think I can hit even on a, like, max roll, so. Well, (laughs) you you got your damage plus the d6. What damage did so you roll? So it would be a d8 and a d6 because that's the damage I yep. roll. Plus, did you, did you raise? No. He did. He did get a raise because you rolled a four, which means you got an eight, which was a raise for a plus two and d6. Yeah. So it would be another d6 on that. Oh yeah. Okay, plus another four. So what all? What is that all together? Eight. Less than fifteen. Okay. Just it's good to keep in mind because you you can eventually spike that up if you explode. Yeah. Okay. Finally, Phineas. years later, we wish to explode. So I am going to... Am I adjacent to it? Uh, if you want to be adjacent to it. I don't want to be adjacent to it. You also rolled a one on Sneak, so... <laughs> you didn't roll a one. You rolled a one. I mean, he did roll a one. Snake two. Eyes is the, the, the mechanical oh no. Okay. He didn't do Snake Eyes. Okay. So I'm going to hunch over and start using my Gadgeteer uh, trait <coughs> to rapidly bash together a... It'll use the blast power, but it's a makeshift bomb. Okay. Because I still have my jug of plant killer that I made when I was following uh, uh, that, the herbicide. Uh, yeah, that lady, my herbicide. But I don't want to just run up and douse a jug on it. 
So I'm going to try and jury-rig uh, it into some kind of explosive yep. thing, which that yeah, you could explosive then chuck as well. <coughs> I thought you were going to build a blame thrower. No. Just a bench <laughs> points fingers at people. <laughs> All right, um, that works. But I'm going to start working on that. Sure. Next round will be done. Great. Uh, tree and it's going to pull its giant branches up and swing at all of you. I will. It has reached three. It's reaching the ceiling, so yeah. Which I think it means that's 30 feet or 30 meter range. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's pause to make sure if I didn't fudge that. All right, we're back. So remember, listeners, an inch is two yards, and two yards is two meters, and it has three yards, so that's six meters. 5.4 5.4 meters. Yeah. So 5.4 McCall's. Uh, hmm. No Devin. Look, I went to I went to Catholic school. Either way. <sighs> or public school. One of the two. Uh, <laughs> the point is, it can hit Jack and it can hit Asher. Asher. Uh, with it's tree powers, which are a D8 plus the D6. Plus the two. Yeah, that's why I put it down. <laughs> put it back. Aha! Aha! It misses. Huh. I'm saving its bennies for when it uh, you try to kill it. That's fair. All right, it sweeps around at both of you and totally misses. You guys duck and like the some of the trees get bent and like branches get scuffed and leaves are falling around you and the sweep opens up more of the ground, revealing lots of crushed dead horses and, like, bent shields and swords and stuff. And then you start falling over top of it. None of the trees are hurt. That implies that these people died uh, before this place wound up in this cavern. Because horses... Maybe? Maybe the horses were... They were milking them for, like, horse milk. Inside the castle. It's possible! They have nipples! (laughs) They brought them in those little ponies. And no, they, the, the castle forest. got stuck down here and they were using the horses for horse cheese. Generations <laughs> of inbred horses. I think I have no, the of No, you do actually. Huh? Yeah. All right. King. All right, he's going to take a sway to you guys again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I rolled the same roll again. One, two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-roll that. Oh, no. Oh. To kill your characters. That's nice, definitely. That's nice. Ho ho ho! An eight. Roll again. Oh, right. That's how the system works that we've been playing yes. for seven weeks. So Thirteen. Thirteen. So what's your parries? Six. Your, your Luke parries. Five. So it gets a raise. A raise. No, not you. Never oh. you. <laughs> You're fine. It's uh, cowering behind us. So it does D12 plus three plus D10 damage. Plus D6 because of the race. Yeah, here we go. Uh, D12, D10, plus D10, plus D3. Yeah, plus D3. There's no such thing as a D3. Uh, 10, 15, 17 damage to you two. Yeah, 17. You took this 8, but this is 5. That means 4 damage, so that will be. Death, but I can use my lucky break to completely negate all damage I take. You did it! Uh-huh. I don't, so... So you have to roll... You can spend a Benny to soak. Yep. So a Benny and I roll toughness. Yep. Toughness plus your wild die. Difficult equal to the damage you took, which was 17? No, no, no. What? Difficult 
it's normal difficulty. The more you get, the less damage you take. Right, this isn't vampire rules. Yeah. I got a 5 so on the d6. So you remove 1 damage. So this was... How much this was? 9, 14, 15. 17. Minus your toughness of 8. 9. So that's 9. So that's... That's damage. So that will be 2 wounds, right? Or shaken and 2 wounds. 2 raises. Yeah. You rolled one success. Uh, you rolled above four, so we got a raise. So you, no, you got a success, not a raise. Well, yeah. A raise is when you get eight. Yeah. Well, four over the difficulty. But the difficulty is four. It's normal roll. And you got an eight, right? You got no. Five? I got a five. Okay, five. Listen, math is hard, Kevin. So, okay? you are shaken, and you take one wound. Ah, you're fine. You got two more of those before you even die. And what does shaken do? Shaken is you can only take free actions, but if you make a spirit check and uh, succeed, you're fine. Okay. You do it on your turn and you're fine. It doesn't even eat your turn because yeah. the rules aren't insane anymore. Okay. Also, I have to roll for get injury, I think. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do that. Let's pause. Hey. Okay, so Asher gets busted up in the guts by a tree branch and his strength goes <coughs> down by a die type and you're not feeling too well. Got one wound. Yeah, you took a wound. So, who's next in the cards? Asher. Yeah. I guess roll your unshakenness. So that's a spirit save to unshake. Succeeded. You're good. Cool. I'm just gonna throw another axe. And that's not strength, thankfully. So. Aha! I get a plus four to uh good. Yeah, you do. This thing is enormous. I didn't get a raise, so I only roll strength is d6. And it's slower? Six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah, I got an eight in total for damage. Less so. than fifteen. Yeah. It's kinda hard. Yeah it is. I got a seven, you got a six. So I guess I go now. Should I call Kafur back up here? Do we need this? Uh, Are we going to survive? Or... Do it if the bomb doesn't work. Oh yeah, I guess let's try your bomb first. <coughs> okay, so I'm going to just shoot it with my gun. That's a 6. Nice, so 13, so that's a race. Two, eight, ten, uh, eighteen, twenty. Oh, holy shit! Twenty-four damage. So the over fifteen, so it's nine over. So shaken into wounds. And what was the damage total? Twenty. Twenty-four. Twenty-four sounds right. Yeah, it was nine over his toughness. Okay, I'll spend a bang to soak, which is a toughness roll. And one. And one. <coughs> Just to make sure okay. I got the right toughness. Toughness. V vigor. Ten, not toughness. Yep. One success. So it, takes, so it would take two wounds and be shaken? 
So it takes one wound and is still checking because it didn't complete I keep thinking this is vampire rules, so if it fails, okay. it dies. No, no, I keep no. getting confused by the vampire. The vampire the fucks me gets one wound and is shaken. Alright. Perfect. Who's next? Jack! No. Oh. Phineas. So, I've taken the <coughs> Gord Lantern that I mm -hmm. got from the Gord Peoples and infused that with the jug of plant-killing herbicide to make a flaming ball of a herbicidal plant death that I'm going to cast at it. Um, it takes four power points. This is a gadgeteer thing, so that's basically all of them for this talent. And I am going to chuck it at it. Go for it. Unfortunately, I'm not skilled in throwing, so this is going to be so. an unskilled roll to try and get it over there. Uh, which means I get minus two to it, yep. but I get plus four to hit it because it's so big. Yep. So it's a net of plus two. There you go. Seven. So I get it there. Roll. Which does 3d6 damage. And because it's flaming, if this is something that can catch on fire, it has a chance to catch on fire. Uh, it does have a chance to catch on fire. So how does this weak test the fire work? Plus two damage. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. There you go. That's exploding. So that's 13. And you get to roll again. And one explode. Okay, 13 yeah. plus this. 19. 19. I need more roll space. Just roll, roll, roll a little bit over there. 21. 21. So six over, so damage in the wound. Plus two. Right, because it's fire. To fire. Oh, yeah. So, so 23. Two raises it. Yeah, that's eight. Over. So, okay. Two wounds. I guess it wants to soak. Yes, it does. One. So, it takes... It's already shaken, so that means it cannot be reshaken. It's not reshaken again, it just takes a wound instead of that. So, there will be three wounds coming its way and soaked one. Yeah, so I think it... Yeah. If it has HP of 3, yes. Yeah, it dies. <coughs> you throw a bomb at it. A tree bomb. So I get I have one GM Benny left to kill you guys with. Uh, so you throw a flaming herbicide tree bomb and it detonates on its face and like it spreads it around this forest and starts knocking trees over. Um, oh it dies so fast and so quickly and the wood desiccates so much that it combusts from the inside out like an earthbound monster. And it's on fire and tipping over onto the dry, dry uh, grass below. Okay, let's run. Yeah, let's get our wood and get out of here. Yeah. So, I guess we take our little bundle of wood, go through the little crawling space, and then attend to Asher's wound. Alright, you guys dive for the crawl space and get the fuck out of here before you smuffocate. Yes. Because you're, like, roaring in the background. Horrific, horrific roaring. So, you guys crawl out of that crevice and get to the uh, the chasm with your, your gear in tow. You want to talk about it? I think I'm going to be patching up Asha now. <laughs> yeah, sense. probably. So, I guess your wound goes away in the magical hour. Oh, good. I think I almost coughed up a lung there. <clears throat> Just coughed up your lower intestine. That too. 
If that was a tree that attacked us. Is that what all trees are like in Australia? I didn't say it's from Australia. It's probably something from your guys' place. I mean, Darkon definitely ain't our place. What's Darkon? Ah, <coughs> uh, it's a shithole. Sounds like it. <laughs> okay, we got a wood. Let's not attract anything else, I suppose. Let's head back. Yep. We head back to the land where we're heroes. The land where we're heroes. So, yeah, after an hour's travel or something, you get back to the cinder fields. <laughs> Huzzah. Hey, Delizia, we've got the wood. How else would you announce it? Oh, uh, you're back. Very good. Yeah. Perfect. You got some cuttings. Let's uh, put this in the bonfire. I feel like we should have asked you far, far more questions about that fortress. Oh, you know what's uh, Darkenings? I do not. I, I haven't really investigated it. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to. There was a giant... A tree. Also, now it's mostly on fire. Like, a large mm. portion of it. Hope it doesn't burn everything. Well, it was either we set that on fire or we died, so, uh... You know. Hard decisions. Should be safer now. Oh, well, okay. These trees have ghosts. That's probably even more fucked. Oh. He, uh, he starts stacking the, the, the wood on like a metal platter kind of with like spikes and stuff on it so it makes like a like a, like a tent and then he puts that into the bonfire and like gets you guys to gather around. Okay. Well, before he does, he's like, okay, so um, there's a, uh, like a like a little kind of knock, hide hole, bolt hole pit here that we can kind of open up. And if there's stuff you want to take with you, you have to put it in the bolt hole. Let's take the pirate treasure. Mm. <clears throat> and the treasure for the vampire, I suppose. Oh, yeah, I got that with me. Should we take the lanterns with us? Yes. Let's oh, think. they won't come with you. Okay. I usually give them to someone here to hold on to. Yeah, well, yeah, well we've got our little tarp area back there, so... Yeah. No, okay. So we'll take the treasure and just the rest of the stuff that we have on us. Yeah. Alright, uh, you guys toss it all in, you guys gather around the fire, the fire kind of smokes and creates a really thick kind of miasma, and everything gets blurry, and after a while everything gets kind of, uh, dark. Uh, the listings are coming with us, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Fuck this place. We live here now. Fuck that. It's a preferable alternative to you know, coming back to Darkland or wherever. Barovia. Hey, you guys wake up. Where do we wake up? Where you went to sleep. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. I immediately hit the off switch on Boris so he doesn't axe anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It'd be a great way for this Delizia mystery to end. You're all murdered. <laughs> you guys are murdered. Let's go play uh, Kingdom Death Monster. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck you, Thursdays. Okay. So, 
the, the Lysians are with us, including the yep. other guy. Okay. Oh, he's actually with us. He yeah. didn't fall to that pit down there. And you're all good. Okay. Convenient. I was kind of worried that he was down there a and like in, a, in a coma. <clears throat> okay. Well, everything seems to be in order. I guess a loot just lies somewhere. Yeah, it's just around. Okay. Covered in ash and dust. I'm gonna go check on Bartholomew. You guys shake off all that sweat and your rust. Yeah. Who? The donkey. Oh, the donkey. God, that thing died years ago. <laughs> oh no. It's it's the future. Oh no. Yeah, how do we assume how much time has Why passed? is the future exactly the same, but more people are dead? It's a better future. The past does not exist. Uh it's been from your guys' perspective a few hours. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <coughs> so it's a nice morning, I suppose. Yeah, the dawn breaks. The morning mist is melted away. <sighs> that's kind of perfect. We should leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Is my stuff here? What stuff? There's a, there's a cart, and there are supplies. Did we see that outside? No. No. Oh, well, that's a shame. Well, we've got their own cart and some supplies as well. So Who the hell would have been here to take yours, though? I mean... Well, people were coming up to leave food. That was a while back. I mean, if people are coming up here to leave food, they're not going to steal other supplies that are up here. That feels... Oh, you'd be surprised. You know, sometimes people get steely. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we do... <laughs> <laughs> He looks at Phineas. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Well, he kind of looked at you guys in general, because you're Moravians. I'm not. You live here. <laughs> so does he know. You know the place in Kresik. In the but mines. Bartholomew and the moths are all fine? It's only been a couple hours? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we're going to load up on all the stuff, I know, take some wine, and go. Hmm. Yeah. You pack up your things and you leave the Monastery Silver Threads. Mm-hmm. You guys get into your cart. Priscilla and Gerard travel <coughs> with you. Uh, do you want to talk to them about anything? They're information people. So I was like wondering whether we'll be going back to that place each night now or what's going to be happening because do we solve this mystery and we won't be coming back for a while? Well, that seems to be looming over us. I'm more interested in what he knows about the politics of what's going on at the mine with the people who are employing him. I guess we should maybe when we come back to Kresek, take him and talk with the people that have been employing him, perhaps. Oh, I don't know if it's a good idea to go into Kresek with him. I mean, why not? Because he's a Delisnia? I mean, is that bad, really? Yeah, I mean, you're not from here. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone starts making noise. It's like, I uh, no. So should we meet some people outside of town or confront something that's going on? What is his... I'm not big on confrontation. What is his <laughs> next step? Well, I suppose I should just go home. This was a big waste of time, though enlightening. 
Okay. So we'll part ways on the path. Oh, I, I have to go to Krasik so we could, like, compare notes. Yeah. I mean, Krasik's in the way. We're just not having a big confrontation with the merchants when we got there. I would advise against that. They are acting awfully weird. Yeah. There's something strange about them. Can so, you elaborate on that at all? They're, they're just, their behavior, their, their disinterest in mercantile things for the mine. Right. Should we go back into the mine together and figure something out there? Is there anything else left to find in the mine, you guys think? Or when I found my own body in there? Yeah. I really want to go back in there. I think there might be more to learn in the mine. Well, what, what are you all trying to... Like, what, what are your end games here? You know that family that ownership of the mine passed to? Mm -hmm. The one signified with the elven ring? We believe that's his family. Yeah. And we're trying to find evidence to corroborate that. Okay. Ring got stolen, so... Uh, well, stolen. It was in the mine, and now it isn't. Someone obviously oh, picked it up stolen. and stole it. Stealing. Oh, I, I'd, I'd love to help. I just don't see how. My investigations have just gone on tangents, mostly. Yeah, and I'm going to be frank. Delisnia trying to back my claim is probably going to hurt it more than help it. I mean, wasn't there something about that Delisnia used to own that mine and then passed it on to your family? They passed it, it on to... It, uh, it was passed on. Delisnia's did not... Pass it on. There's there's a very significant difference. Okay. It was taken. It was re it was re it was never not in Strahd von Zarevich's possession. Like all things. <laughs> hmm. So what what else is left unexplained here? Why we keep going down to that hellscape every night? Why your family has the mine in the first place? It seems kind Why of like the, the merchant's move. guild wants the mine? Yeah. Yeah, especially since they don't seem to want the mine for profit so much as whatever <coughs> the hell is up with that acid pit. Yeah. But I'm not sure whether they'll be able to help us with anything on that front. No Why the acid pit was only found after the uh, Ripper's body was uncovered. And then their interest went to that, from the sounds of it. wonder if there's a way to drain that. It shouldn't be too hard, you just have to sift it somewhere else. Get a pump or a bellows going. Find a cavern below. I mean, we've got someone that can rig something up. So yeah, they can. Pump it outside. They don't seem to go that far down. If we can sneak in at night, get that drained. I right, know one thing that's at the bottom of that, but. Uh... Hmm. Maybe there's something else there. Yeah. Maybe that's the clue. So we head back and we check out the mine, drain the acid pit. Yep. So I guess we were expecting that the merchants mightn't have the ring, but we do really have much. If I can find another claim down there somewhere, it doesn't just have to be the ring. 
anything. Documents. Hmm. Yeah. Should we try contacting the Mothman, see whether he's done with prophesizing our doom if we sleep again? Or what? Does it? I don't think it works that way. Mm. I have no idea. You guys travel asking questions amongst yourselves, hoping to get back to your information. Yep. Mm. Uh, just... Alright, and we're back. So, you guys get back to Kresik. Yay! Uh, there's a commotion in the village. Uh, there are people who are like kind of gathering around the, the sort of town hall area and arguing amongst themselves. And you can hear people kind of like... Uh, it's hard to tell, but there's more people dressed in black than usual. And uh, it's a commotion. Go in and ask around. Um, some of the, the locals, you know, from the cat's cradle are there, just like talking amongst themselves, kind of detached from the group, like smoking and just like yeah. cussing and stuff. What seems to be going on? Another murder. Another murder. Just like the last ones. Like the Ripper ones? What? What murders are you talking about? Like 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 before, like the the the, 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 the one we burned. No. Yeah, they wouldn't use the term Ripper here, I don't think. No, that's a modern yeah. term. Yeah. We're backwards. Yeah. Savages. <laughs> exact same. Uh, legs and arms broken, bound, uh, drowned. This was like they were put on a rack or one of those wheels, breaking wheels. From your guys' investigation, the things the Ripper was doing was like he, he was binding them and breaking their limbs, and then he was drowning them with water. And sometimes he would take like their tongue or their eyes or something. But uh, culturally speaking, and you, you never really had to delve deeper into this before you guys caught him, the stuff he was doing really mirrored what. Uh, the, the Morning Lord priests and the Ezraites would use for exorcisms. Hmm. Which fits into the delusion, like, you know, kind of stereotypes that you right. drew up when you were profiling him with the criminal profile. Okay. He suffered, delu he suffered like, voices and delusions in his head. The Church of the Morning Lord must have been getting some side-eyes for a while after that. Not really more than usual. Who was the victim? It was a, um... Uh, one of the um, mine merchants. <laughs> oh, curious. Uh, hmm. Was there a like target demographic for murderers before this? Like, was there specific people being targeted? There were probably thirteen victims over the, the years or year um, from Kresik and nearby kind of satellite villages, and it was um, the young, the old. And people who had recovered from illness recently. Anyone who was either unclean, impure, or sowing shines of corruption because they were going through puberty. And weakened. He's... Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, so couldn't really defend themselves, usually. Especially if you're recovering Also from that! <laughs> and does this merchant fit into that at all? Is he sick or old? Uh, you'd have to get a closer look at him. They've moved like the body, and like people are arguing amongst themselves. And 
talking about how like the, the they we didn't they didn't catch the killer or the killer's back. We wouldn't know from the mentioning like which merchant it was. They keep to themselves. Yeah. They're not from Kresik. I don't think any of us really interacted with them because they're vaguely hostile. Kresik's also a merchant town and you have people coming and going all the time that are outsiders. Mm-hmm. Where's the body being held? Where would a small town like Kresik keep a body if they wanted to keep it on like preserved? It'd probably be in one of the churches. Yeah. What about storehouses like uh, like a food storehouse or whatever that has like a cold room? Would, would that be something they'd have access to? Like a larder? Some, winter's breaking. They have to have like a cooled storage right like a cellar yeah I... depends on how fresh the body is would too, they put cause... a body in there you put a well if it's like a sealed stuff? cellar especially because they know that it was people who like had contaminants a lot of the time they probably wouldn't want to store it anywhere where there'd be food or anything like so we probably have some place where you know prepare the bodies to be you know yeah maybe that too so... like so the churches might have like a like a cold cellar because mm-hmm. your guys are in a mountain and the permafrost is awfully cold. That's what they would do, definitely, I think. Yeah. All right, then, yeah. One of, one of the smaller monasteries in the church district uh, has, like, a cold area. We dealt with this before. I'm sure they'll let us look at it. I know. Let's go check it out. Let's. All right. The five of you head on down. Okay. Uh, it is a damp empty cellar. Uh, it looks like they don't use it for much anymore because the various monasteries are, you know, they're, they're more just keeping like the architecture intact and living there. You know, dark stonework, stained floors from like years of things spilling and being, you know, moved about. Earthy smells, uh, chilling air, you can see your breath. And on a large wooden like feast table almost that was moved down and left here that, you know, had a leg that broke that they've kind of stitched up and fixed with like stone and books, is uh, there's a body on there. <sighs> okay. So I guess I'll examine it with my medicine skills. Sure. His arms and legs were bound behind his back uh, and were broken. The probably adult male, mid-30s. Uh, strong, has sort of farmer's build. Looks like he is a local to Kresik. Like he's one of the, the or local to Barovia. He's a Barovian member of the, the merchant company. Um, good teeth, uh, thick hair. Good teeth is a, is, a, is a sign you want to pick out if you are living in a medieval hellhole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no patches, no sign of like syphilis or like uh, ongoing infection or tumors. Is he still dressed? Does it look like they... Uh... No, they strip him. Mm-hmm. Or he has welts and wounds all over his uh, neck and uh, wrists and ankles. From torture, yeah. So he's not really fitting the bill of sick or weakened or unclean. No, pretty fucking healthy. Yep. No organs missing. That's good. Tongue, even? Yeah, it's all there. So just his limbs. Broken. <clears throat> so this could be a copycat. He's not really following the... You want new medicine? See if you can crack any secrets out of here. That's success. Nice raise at all? Nope. I guess I rolled double fours. Oh, right. It's not two dice. Never mind. Yeah, you just need a success. Don't spend it. I forgot how the entire system worked. <laughs> eight months, eight weeks. Oh, then. Anyway, as you're investigating the body, uh, this is something that you didn't catch on your initial go through, but there's a lot of um, waxy, glossy damage to his skin around his arms and legs and throat. 
Okay, so frostbite. Oh, it's interesting. So I guess he was held somewhere, probably naked for a while, in the permafrost, probably, or even outside, maybe. Hmm. Who know like what a breaking wheel is, right? For as far as oh yeah, Christ, Christ yeah. Because if he was spinning on that in cold water, that would be enough to do that to his arms and legs and drown him. Eventually. I mean, if just around his arms and legs and not anywhere else, then that might be different. Because hmm. the way the wheel <coughs> works is that it dips a yep. part of your body in at a time. Yeah. So depending on how high up he was, it could have been in the water. I know. It's possible. The onset of the permafrost looks like it happened by the the uh, um, shit. What was the word for freeze hurt? Frostburn. Frostburned. Frostbite. Frostbite. That's it. For freeze hurt. The onset of the frostbite um, looks like it happened rapidly, and it's pretty severe. Like when you start to look under like the waxy skin buildup and stuff, there's like dead skin all through it, mm-hmm. uh, going down to the muscle tissue, but only localized around the wrists and ankles and throat. Okay. Like if you start pulling the skin away, it's like more damaged underneath than it is at the top. The opposite of how of how frostbite works. So it's frozen from the inside out. Do you know of any creatures that are basically frozen and move like that? So all of you who are from Barovia start listing off creatures <laughs> that are like vampires that kill you in the winter. <laughs> okay. Ghosts. Maidens who froze in the winter. Ghost vampires. White brides. Yep. Wendigos. Wendigo vampires. Are his clothes around, actually? Yes. Um, we should check out the sleeves and whatnot, see if there's uh, mineral deposits or something on it. Might tell us the That's water. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or if he was in the mine. His clothes are dry. Like, around the, the neck parts, it's a little damp, but the clothes are dry. But can we check and see if he's got any, like, visible dirt or soil from uh, being in the mine? But if only the necklace thing, that means he was just, like, dunked head down and everything else was left. So it probably wasn't the wheel that, at least not full right. dunk. So maybe he was just held down somewhere or something. His limbs were broken, though, so that's kind of a... Yeah. Well, what we're just saying is that his limbs were broken, yep. he was drowned, yep. and he has marks on his wrists, his throat, and his legs, legs as well, yep. that look like he got frostburned from the inside out. Yeah. Correct? Well, okay, and yeah, he only is wet around the neck area, so I just want to just drown him in the bucket, or very carefully dip him in the wheel. Michelle kind of perks up. Yeah. Wouldn't there still be water in his uh, lungs then? Huh. Uh, yeah, if he drowned. Is there a way you could check that? Like I push mean, it out one way. Take a little dagger. <laughs> Autopsy. I mean, you're the doctor here. They're not gonna complain if you start. Uh, sure. You crack this bitch open. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is indeed water in his lungs. And an obstruction. There is a uh, small oval uh, silver necklace with the symbol of the Morning Lord on it in his throat. 
Mm-hmm. Like a rosary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vaguely religious character, so would I know if there's like a <coughs> ritual or something with this where you like put the symbol on the tongue or... This matches Phineas's original uh, appraisal of, of attempted exorcisms. Mm. Huh. So, maybe they were dunking him in water, he inhaled that thing along with water and drowned that way? This seems like a more legit uh, exorcism, given it's not organ removal and shit. Yep. Okay. Should take the necklace as evidence. Of what? Well, we might be able to find out who had it last. Or find a merchant who sold it. <coughs> it's a silver necklace, right? Yeah, it's been silver. Yeah, so like it's it's not just like a casual object that I mean he looks like he was more well off, so but even if we determine that it's his necklace, that's yeah. something to go on. Also, it's silver. That kind of counts out vampires, yeah? They're not going to be able to hold a holy symbol <coughs> like that. Yeah, it's a sacred object. So we can find out who last had this necklace. We're one step closer to finding out who committed this atrocity. Well, your regular Morning Lord priest isn't going to be carrying around something like this. It'd be someone high up, wouldn't it? Depends. A lot of the morning lord priests end up having actual, like, they'll have ones made of wood or maybe steel. Mm-hmm. Some of them have, like, cold iron, but. Uh, silver, though, yeah. Silver, silver is uncommon, yeah. I think we need to go check out with the silversmith. Hmm? The silversmiths, yeah, the uh, morning lord church. Silversmith is a pretty good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we would have its mark if it was made by someone here. I'll give you one more medicine roll, Pete. Go people again. Oh, burn through them, Peter. My pennies. My pennies. Oh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> Five. Success. There are burn marks inside of his mouth on his tongue. Huh. I wonder if he was burned by the medallion. Like we're assuming that this was an exorcism that was just carried too far on an innocent person. But what if it was an exorcism that was carried on on a very deserving person? You think the metal was heated up, or do you think it was burning because... Because it was a sacred object. I mean, does the metal look like it's been heated up, Mr. Fix-It? Like, uh, Gerard looks at it. Mm. Uh, Silver's melting point is... Kind of low. Pretty low. Mm. Well, it's not like iron for torture. Plus it tarnishes easily and so on, so if you... Finish is lost. Mm. Yeah, this one looks pristine, though. Yeah. Shit. Do the burn markings match the outline of this? Yes, they do. (laughs) What happens to vampires when they die? Well, Um, his lungs didn't turn into gems. I guess we'd take out one of the lungs and try poking it with... Priscilla... uh, Advice against that. Not a vampire. Okay. No, that's not how the body works, especially this late in the day, because you got in when it was nightfall. Oh, yeah. mm. We would have seen something by now. <coughs> okay. Do we have a designated exorcist in town? Like, who would act You have the Church thing? of the Morning Lord, and yeah. exorcisms are not a thing people just throw around. They're, they're dangerous. They is end it, up killing people sometimes. Yeah. Is it a thing they've actually been allowed to do at times, though? Like, is Not in living memory. 
mostly because when you're doing an exorcism, you're basically going to be killing that person and hoping their soul goes to rest and not to hell. Yeah, this is distinctly sounding like this person may have been purged of something that was actually dangerous, though. So I guess we're dealing with someone that's purging, trying to purge some evil spirits. (sighs) This isn't the same as the uh, serial killings. Those were just blatantly a madman. This is... Yeah, but someone seems to have disturbed the serial killer's tomb, so maybe his spirit tries to possess people and someone has to exercise it. So I think we should do two things. (coughs) One, I think we should go to a silversmith and see if we can track down yep. the uh, possession of this mm. this jewelry. And the other thing is that I think we should go to the Church of the Morning Lord and casually and delicately drop some of our findings that we think that this person was, that someone attempted an exorcism on it, and that we think that the exorcism was deserved. And see if we put that information out if anyone gets back to us on it. We're still kind of perks up. What happened to the other bodies? Did we bury them? No, no, no. no. Like, how did you, you find them? Like, were they like this? What were they like? Like this. Yeah, exactly. Like this? <laughs> okay. Some thought... of them were missing their eyes and tongues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is... The other ones were, like, this... brutalization. Uh, stuff pulled out. Hearts. What was pulled out? Uh, their tongues, their, uh, I think it was their hearts, wasn't it? Yeah, tongues, eyes, two eyes. Something you recognize? She moves over to the body, and, because, you know, she's an adventurer, and, uh, takes out a small, like, stiletto. Something you wouldn't want to be stabbed with, (laughs) and kind of just lifts up the eye, and kind of just starts peeling it, like, out. And she just kind of turns to the side, and doesn't launch... And it uh, shows you the back of the eyeball after she looks at it. It's uh, covered in, like, down and feathers. What the hell is that? Blackbird signs. Possession. So this was a legit exorcism. Drops it into the bucket and peels off her gloves. Oh, I guess I was right in the possession again. This isn't a spirit possession, though. This is transpossession. A outsider. A fiend. Seriously? Black house sign, burned by the sign of a holy symbol, exercised. So are you saying that the other people before, they were possessed as well? I haven't seen their bodies, but... She goes over to one of the wrists that you were examining because, like, their leg was broken, and she like grabs the wrist and starts to twist it around, and it goes all the way around, and then back, like an owl. Checks the neck, the ankles. Don't trust the owls, man. So that's why everything's broken is because their limbs are walking backwards, chanting incantations in tongues. I don't think any of the other victims were acting like that before they got preyed on. This seems different. I don't know much about transpossession. I only perused the, the book Van Richten put out. But the signs are slow burning and are hard to identify between the first two or three stages. Hmm. Unless you have an eye for it. 
Did we alert about this? Who? No one outside of this room can be trusted. Because no one outside of this room was in Kresik when this person was killed. But is the person who killed this person our enemy? I don't think so. I don't think this was a... Like, if someone is killing things possessed by a fiend, aren't they working for the good of the town? She doesn't say anything. I don't think we can answer that until we find who did it. Yeah. Well, we want to find who did it. We also want to find... Well, we don't really want to find the fiend who's possessing people, but we need to find a way to put a stop to it. Yeah, I'm going to say, if Strahd finds out, if any officials find out how many people have possibly been possessed in this town, I don't think they're just going to... Uh... Transpossession doesn't usually happen in large numbers. It happens once. A fiend gets its hook into someone who has a weak soul and replaces them with it. You're saying the serial killer killed how many people? Over a short period of time? A dozen or something? That's not usually how transpossession cases go. How long ago was the last body? uh, Like over a year. How fast do bodies decompose? I think faster because we're not full of preservatives yeah. and seagull crap. But we're somewhere really cold. Um, it's, it's yeah. Worst. What if we dig up a body? Yeah. And we check if it's also got signs. I mean, a lot of it will be in the soft tissue, so probably it'll decompose within the summer. And the permafrost sticks around pretty good around the Kredic Mountains. So let's see who was buried up there, I suppose. Yeah, maybe the way to go. I mean, I ain't keen on defiling a grave, but... The body's not going anywhere. Let's split into investigation teams. Would the murderer body still be there? Because if it was buried in salt, that should preserve it. It was missing. Like, we're not missing. It was in the bottom of the acid lake. Mm. Yeah. Well, conveniently enough, we're to investigate there. So, yeah. Okay. So we'll have to investigate the bodies. The Silver Where is this person murdered? No. Question. Is there someone like standing guard outside? Like you can get the info, but yeah. this is what she yeah. asked. Where was this person murdered? We should check for signs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Silversmith, figuring that out. My brother and I will go and get his notes on what he found about your previous <coughs> killer. You continue with that side of it, we'll gather up and get ready to leave after we can exchange information. Yeah. Meet us at the cat's cradle, say, in near the exit uh, of town. Sure. And you guys break. Do you want to break for the night, or do you guys want to continue I, on? I mean, I don't think that's maybe even a good break for the season. It? Oh, God, no. No? <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. We haven't figured nearly enough of this out yet. It's probably the seeds for the next season. Oh god. Okay. 
I meant for tonight. That's what I was asking about. Oh. I can do it. Because I, I still got more. I can still keep going. Yeah, if you still got stuff, if you want. Perfect. Yeah, I was asking. Nice. I mean, it's natural continuation of this. Mm-hmm. If we can have some good closure to uh, better than this, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you guys <coughs> find out that they were killed in their home uh, that they were renting out. Like, they rented out an entire kind of cabin in the, the outskirts of the city. The merchant people kind of do that so they can have their own kind of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what you know for that answer, and you guys want to talk to the Church of the Morning Lord and the Silversmith? Yep. So in what yeah. order are we doing this? Uh, Silversmith first. Silversmith, yeah. Or no, no, wait, maybe we should do the church first, because we're kind of floating info out there. If we know who the Silversmith, if we go to the Silversmith and we find out who belongs to them, we can ask specific questions to the Church of the Morning Lord about this yeah, person now. Like, sure. Hey, we're not asking, hey, who who got this thing that was found in the murder body? Like, oh, tell us more about this. Sure. Item. Um, did, was there? It was a, like a break and entry, or he was killed in his home. Okay, no specifics. But you haven't been to the crime scene. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So we have to investigate the crime scene as well. All right, Silversmith then. All right, there's Silversmith in town. Uh, his name is uh, Timothy. That's an actual name. And yeah, he he's up and about. Hello, Asher. Hey. What are you doing up and around? Not asking for more money, so don't worry <coughs> about that. Good, good. Uh, Phineas, Jack? Yep. How are we finding you today? Better. I've seen better days. Now what's going on? Town's all up and, uh, you been, you been passed out? Town's all up and out of arms. We were out of town. We just kind of got back. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of those murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, we got something here. You might want you to check out. Don't know if you made it, but, uh, oh, here it is. Blunk. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, rosary or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not one of mine. Familiar with the work, though? Yeah, it's old. It's Barovian. It was, uh, I don't know, probably two, three generations ago. You can tell from the notches and the, the way the mold was made. Huh. It was, uh, I think I've seen these come out of the, uh, the, the home, uh, the, the kind of home faith in the village of Barovia. Okay. Anyone you know who might be walking around with one of these? Well, you know, it's the Morning Lords, so the, the, the clergy have them, and, you know, family members keep them around as mementos. Has it been? Oh, go ahead. It depends on who made it. So village of Barovia, probably any of the silversmiths there would know. Hmm. Smith, singular. Has anyone around here been asking you for similar kind of work? Any no. tokens of the morning lord? Or... No, it's slow. You know, spring's coming in, so all my work was done during the winter. Has anyone brought in a ring asking for, like, appraisal or anything? No, uh, not really. No? No, no, the thaw's coming in, the trade's going to start up again, but for the most part, it's been quiet. All right. We cash out what we found. Oh yeah, we did find silver. I mean, silver and then the, all the gems and stuff. Oh, yeah. You could try selling that off. <laughs> I don't know, how much does the silversmith... Uh, well, how liquid is he? Right? <laughs> I mean, he could do with a few jewels, because especially if the busy season is starting up, it's like 
Way no, but I'm off. thinking, does he have enough money to I pay mean, for a few jewels? Probably he could take the silver and re-smith it into our local coins. That's That sounds like a way to uh, get murdered for counterfeiting. I mean, the question is, who mints the money here? Is Not this guy. <coughs> but they also don't really deal in currency if you're just locals. Currency is something that's dealt with yeah. by traders. It's favor trading the way, you know, poor people do. <laughs> you trade in favors and stuff and like kind of small yeah. little things and money and you have to use money changers and stuff. So I guess we just use the gems as actual money for trading. This guy wouldn't make a weapon or anything like that, would he? Sure, he's a silversmith. <laughs> okay, what if I gave him money to not only money, but like enough silver to craft into a weapon? Like what are you talking? An axe. Like a bigger axe. You mean you want to take an axe and silver? <coughs> yeah. Different process. Yeah, cheaper. That works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just have a talk with one of the blacksmiths I usually work with. It's a custom kind of order. What, what are you looking for? Filigree, design work? Bit of both. I just need something that's heavy silver. Silver's tricky to work with over top of iron, but I can see what could happen. Hey, I'll tip you good. Don't worry. All right. We can talk about that, you know, uh, later. I'm taking kind of the next couple of days off. Yeah. Uh, murders. You don't want to be out. Work. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, uh, be careful the next few days, all right? Just yeah, keep sure. an eye on who you trust. You guys too. Don't uh, yeah, don't walk out it alone. And if anyone comes in looking to get uh, any of these medallion types made, especially any outsiders, mm. let us know. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> all right. Okay. Well, that's a good start, definitely. So. Church of the Morning Lord or the Crime Scene? I'd say Crime Scene. The Church of the Morning Lord seems like where we get the most answers if we found signs. Yeah. Crime Scene, I feel like we almost need Priscilla with us. Is she? I mean... Is well, she, like, I, guess, I guess I got knowledge of cult. She knows, like, monsters and stuff like that, it seems like, but I don't think she knows, like, Crime Scene Investigation. She has no idea how to do a Crime Scene Investigation. Okay. She literally reads, she reads the Van Richten books that were put out like a decade or two ago yeah. that are, you know, compendiums on how to deal with monsters and, you know, uses that. So you could, like the warp effect and stuff like that. I was reading about like how often in the books uh, Van Richten just gets kidnapped or mind controlled or thrown in an asylum so that the PCs can save him. Yeah. Which is understandable because otherwise he's going to outshine them. Exactly. Like, all the adventures, like, the adventures with Van Richten start that Van Richten is your friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe you made friends with them in a previous Van Richten adventure, and something awful's happened. It's the dumbest thing that they tried to uh, say that it was like, oh, it's a Vistani curse, and that's why he fucks up so often. His Vistani curse is horrifying. Really? Yeah, the the book of Vistani, which is, not gonna lie, a little racist against Romani people because the Vistani. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the actual story is pretty great. Um, Van Richten uh, uh, lost his son because some Vistani kidnapped his son and gave him to a vampire and then Van Richten went on a crusade and murdered uh, the vampire and his son and freed them from the curse and it ruined his life and he went from being a doctor to being a monster hunter. Mm -hmm. And eventually he ran into, I want to say Aslan Rex. I think it was Aslan. And Aslan's like um, you gotta not make that noise because of the recording. Oh, because we're still, still recording. recording. Oh, we're still talking. I'm giving listeners context. <laughs> yeah. This is Harry Ravenloft. So, so when Rickon ran into Aslan, and I don't remember why, but Aslan said he'd give him a hand because if Asani stole something from Aslan, 
So he gave him a bunch of uh, dead people. I think it might have been dead Vistani even. Like, Walking Dead, under his command. And Rorikton sent zombies in and killed them all. Huh. Uh, and Vendorton was like, you know... He basically yelled out something in his rage about, you know, curse you all. And he said something. And they were cursed. And he didn't know it at the time, but he totally cursed them. Like, like, like Ravenloft style, he cursed them to basically never be able to find rest in life like he'd never be able to. Like, he, he yelled out something in Blind Rage, you find out it was something along the lines of, you'll never find rest just like me. Hmm. And the zombies ripped him apart. And inadvertently cursed himself at the same time. No, because they had cursed him. Ah, to, curse war. Well, well, when he had gone into the Vistani, uh, to the Vistani to get his son back and stuff, and, like, they, they laughed him off, they basically were like, I cursed you and stuff, and the whole thing. Redrickton's curse was... Everyone he cares about dies. Right. The one single survivor of that Vistani caravan who was hiding under his mother's body underneath a bunch of wagon wheels and stuff, um, whenever he goes to sleep at night or tries to rest, the walking dead rise up around him and come and try to kill him. So he always has to be on the move. And Redrickton didn't know. So like 20 years later when he's writing his book on the Vistani and feeling kind of bad about the genocide, mm -hmm. um, he meets up with this last survivor who's like covered in tattoos and like ritual symbols to keep the dead word off of him. And uh, they, they make amends and uncurse each other. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's, it's an interesting, it's a well done bit of fiction that I'm remembering. I don't know how good it is actually written, but it's in a book about magical Romani people called mm -hmm. Venerative's Guide to the Vistani. So, uh, I don't know, take of that what you will. But yeah, Ravenrick and the Vistani do not get along. Then again, the Vistani don't get along with anyone. <laughs> because this is Ravenloft. Except for Strahd. <laughs> fucking Strahd. Anyway, I don't remember why, how we launched into that conversation. Murder scene. <laughs> murder scene. Ravenrick and books. Right. Hmm. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, because you're talking about it's. You say it's a curse. It is a curse. He is cursed until the end of his life when he mm. stopped it. Uh, if you only had the Chronicles of Darkness uh, investigation rules here. If only he had twenty <laughs> levels of wizard, he could have just wished it away uh, and turned Aslan into a pillar of salt. Uh, one day. One day. I use my throne spell. So. You guys approach the merchant's cabin. The cabin is a single, kind of three, four room cabin off of a road over a bridge uh, in the middle of the woods. There is a swinging uh, bench tied up by chains, knocking against the wall, making an ominous thudding sound exactly like the opening to the Evil Dead. Okay. I wish to explode. I'm gonna put a stop to that before we go inside. <laughs> By getting like a wood log and just kind of propping it up slightly, because it's like yeah, I'm not, I'm not fixing it. Dealing with you can that. just unchain it and put it down. It's not a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll take the chains with us. They could be handy. Either way, I'm not dealing with that sound the entire time we're inside. You enter the hunting lodge that they had rented out. It has stuffed animal heads lining the walls. There's a bear rug. Uh, there's trophies and like weapons. Um, and paintings and stuff, old faded paintings covered in ash from like the furnace and whatnot. Um, and yeah, there, there's a scuffle in the middle of the room. In the middle of the room has been like tossed and turned. One of the animal heads has fallen down. Um, it looks like there was a fight in here. 
I guess let's examine whether some windows were broken or some doors were broken in. All right. Start doing some examining. What are you looking for? I'm checking out the scuffle, trying to see if there's any... And what are you looking at? Um, is it only this one room? No, there's multiple rooms in here. Okay. Um, I think we should all stay in the same room just in case the killer came back. I guess I'm going to look towards the more obvious signs. Stuff that might be laying around on the floor or something that might have been used to subdue this guy. Alright, what is the role for investigating murders? Notice. Notice. notice? Okay, roll and roll notice. There's a lot more variety in Chronicles of Darkness. Success. Success. Right. Success. Okay. Peter, no signs of forced entry or broken windows. Okay. The struggle? Yeah, I'm trying to check if there's any unusual... Started here, did not end here. Okay. It went somewhere else in the in the room, in the building. Can I tell where? Uh, I'll get back to that. Okay. You're checking general stuff, Kevin? Like yeah. what? What kind of stuff? Uh, anything that might be laying around that might have been used to try and subdue this guy, or something someone dropped in the scuffle. Broken plates, spilled food. Um, it looks like a statue, um, like like a little like wooden kind of carving, uh, has blood on it from a bludgeon, hmm. and that lines up with a wound you saw on the dead guy uh, on his head. And there are signs of, like, dragging and scuffing towards a part of the floor in the main room, which, coming back to Phineas, uh, looks like the scuffle transitioned to the cellar under the cabin. There is a large, heavy wooden trap door just under, like, a knocked-over uh, rug. Well, down we go. Yeah, let's grab a lantern. Yep. Alright, you guys head down into the basement. There are lanterns built into the wall of the earthen uh, stone, like the earthen walls that have like support crisscrosses on them. The lanterns are low and are burning. Uh, the area down here has uh, some beds, like it looks like in case people came to sleep over and the, the cabin itself is full. There are bookcases with notes and a desk, and this is a rather large cellar. Um, stuff has been tossed over, flipped. There, one of the lanterns was smashed. It looks like and it's on the floor, and it's like the oil is still slowly burning on the uh, earthen floor, soaking in, like the oil soaking in. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Hmm. So, big. This basement could hold probably twenty people. So, is this where the body was found, or yes, from you probably asked where the body was found. Yeah. It was found. In the basement. Search for the chalk drawing of their body. So we'll know where it was. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess let's, let's... I'm going to be looking for what they got drowned in. There's some bucket around here or something. I want to... Yeah, let's also check like all of the grooves and indentations and see if anything that made it might have been more than human or scratched in a way that... A normal body wouldn't make frostbite on the wood. Roll for that. What are you checking out, Kevin? Ah, let's see. I'm just gonna look for any hiding spots in here where something might have been stashed away. Roll for that. Success. Yep, got it with the wild eye. Perfect. Four. Okay, so I got a success. Perfect. Uh, you find a false room in here. Like a wall that gives way to a false room. Huh, shit. The false room is super empty. Recently. 
course, they had no one guarding this place. Uh, what were you looking for, Pete? Uh, what they were drowned in, and yeah. You find uh, waterworks on the floor, like on the wood soaked in, like still there because it hasn't been that long and it's fairly cool down here, so it doesn't evaporate very quickly. But you don't see any signs of bucket or restraints that were used to like tie them up. Okay. And you were looking for supernatural science, basically, right? Yeah. Rule a cult. Yeah, sure. Explodes. Seven. All right, success. Going back upstairs and checking back down here, just to be sure, there are signs of sulfur at the windowsills and the door frames. It's not a good sign. So what, is that something you do to keep things out or is it some sign of something entering? Phineas is well versed in the supernatural and occult kind of things in Barovia. Uh, sulfur sign at the entrances to a residence is usually a sign of a possessing spirit entering. Okay. It's left when it crosses the threshold from the outside world into the domain of man. <coughs> okay. Signify it as the windows and the doors. That's the sign that ghosts are about. The unquiet dead. Hmm. Poltergeists. Okay. How do you protect yourself from those things? Uh, you put it to rest, you keep religious stuff around, uh, salt. Okay, so let's turn this salt mine inside out and just cover the whole place in salt. Cover the world in salt. Put a suit of armor around it. That would be nice. Let's go to the ultimate mission. Look, that's what you three find. Huh. Alright, is there... Anything in this room? It's, you said it's been emptied out. Is there any sign of things that might have been in here? Scrapes on the wall or... The floor shows signs that stuff was moved out of this room. Heavy stuff. There's like deep indents. Huh. Well, it's definitely just not a... Not just a robbery. I mean, if it's heavy, it has been moved out of here Presumably out of this house, so there will probably be markings in fall from the house. Yeah, Unless most likely. Somewhere in the house. Or a cart. Yeah. So I guess let's check the rest of the house, make sure that it's landed somewhere there, and then we can look for some cart trucks. Smart idea. Yep. When you guys head outside, there are cart tracks, and they lead back into Kresik uh, uh, proper. I wonder if it was something suspicious enough that the township took it. So I suppose there would be some guards around the entrances. What would they be? You know? I think we should just follow the tracks. Yeah. See where they lead. Yeah. See which entrance they went through. Was anyone seen something weird? So we go back to Kresik. Okay. When you guys head back to Kresik, the tracks uh, diverge and head off to the mines. And there's another pair of tracks going into Kresik, but that's probably the body cart that took the body out. <laughs> yeah, well, let's leave the mines for later. So, there was, so the mission had something. It was taken away, taken into the mines or the little mining town next to it. Hmm. So, the question is, what did the 
merchant have in his possession that would interest someone? Plenty of things. Paper, they're mostly <coughs> doing something occult or whatever. Something heavy. Yeah. Could be any number of things. We're going to have to go into the line to check. Sarcophagus. And we're back. So, I don't know. Do you think they'd store a sarcophagus containing a uh, serial murderer in here? No. No? I think we're going to have to go into the mines to check. <clears throat> There's no way around that. Yeah, but was the Mayitel not wanting us there? And there was a problem getting into the mine because of all the merchants? We've got in there before. We can get in there again. I mean... Yeah, but the, presumably they took it in the front gate, not the back gate. Plenty of ways we can get in without being noticed. Or could just be honest, we're investigating something that's related to the murder? Or, um... Hey, the murder merchant. What's, what's, the, what's the relationship between the, um, the merchant's guild and the town owner? Financial. Financial, presumably it's supposed to be friendly, but, uh, or what, not presumably, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, where you're like, presumably it's supposed to be, you know, friendly because they're bringing business in, but it's fairly antagonistic. Right, so maybe we just go over their heads. We go to the... <laughs> Fuck them. We, we go to the, the town head and we, you know, indicate that we have reason to believe that this might be starting up again, it might be tied to the mines, we want his permission to go into the mines and investigate. If he says yes, the merchants can't very well say no. The issue is, if we give them a heads up that we're gonna be investigating this, they could easily just move whatever they had here again yeah, and cover up anything, close down passages. If we go fast enough, we can make that not an issue. Go to him, get his permission, then head right away with the written decree. Mm. Yeah. I guess we could go, uh, what's her name? Annika's daughter, granddaughter, that's marrying into that family? Was married. That... Married, yeah. yeah. All that stuff you gotta figure out. Yeah, we've, we've got an in. We're not unknown people. Yeah. We investigated this the last time, too. Mm. <coughs> I think it's better than skulking around in the darkness. Yeah, let's get as much evidence as we can from the uh, Church of the Morning Lord and whatnot and see what we can do from there. That's all right. You guys have left the Evil Dead cabin. Okay. All right. Where's your next stop? Church. Yeah, the church. Church of the Morning Lord. You guys get there. It is the same as it always is. Large columns, quiet, sparsely populated. I guess we find someone decently high up and in the know. We know a few people here, so we've been here before. Name one of them. Check your notes. Name one of them. I'll pause. All right, we're back. All right, so you didn't name anyone, but it's some chaplain. Charlie Chaplin. Yes, Charlie Chaplin, the captain. We're right back into Creepy Rashomon Marine Buffet. All right, he's there. He's not going to say hello or whatever. He's just there, and you're there to talk to him. Yeah, um, well, we'd like some spiritual guidance. Oh? Yes. yes, it's been a troubling day. Yes, and uh, I mean, I don't, you probably know, but the last time there were these murders, we were tasked with investigating. And, you were the investigator. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And brought some closure to that. So we uh, 
reprise that role for yeah. this as well. Yes, and um, I don't know. We're, we're worried there may be a, a supernatural edge. I wouldn't let superstition take hold of your rational mind. No, and see, and that's that's the kind of guidance we came here to get. I don't want to go off. I do love that the, the morning lord priest is like, don't let superstitions cloud your judgment. Because in a world where gods are real, that's exactly what he'd be like. Uh, you don't want to leap, you know, head over heels into the realm of superstition. But regardless, we've encountered some disturbing things. And I thought, you know, that you might be able to shed some... People like to attribute the malices of man to one another to the supernatural because it's more comforting than looking into the face of what we can do to each other when we live godless and empty lives. It's a self-defense mechanism. It's easier to look at something frightening and human than it is to look at just a fellow man that we could be at our darkest moment. I would not... It's something you have to be aware of if you're jumping to the supernatural. Well, I think the issue here is, is uh, specifically the type of torture this person underwent was an exorcism. I remember from the last time. Uh, this one feels a bit more, um, a bit more legit. The there was a, uh, we'll show him the symbol. Yep. I think you have it on you. Uh, there was this shoved down his throat, and it left actual burns. Hmm. There were blackbird down symbols, markings behind the eyes. And his cabin had sulfur on in the doorways and windows. So, so, as I said, so like something we're, entered. We're trying to stay grounded, but yeah. it's shaking Waltz, to be sure. Waltz on a tongue could easily be indicative of him. Like he takes the he takes the thing. Yeah, it's like, is it not possible that this person could have had an iron necklace just like this one, heated up and left a scarring on it, and then left this in their throat? Quite possible. It was really far down there. I mean, but the scarring was on, only on the tongue. So yes, that is true. Yeah. And planting sulfur surely wouldn't take much time after the deed has been committed. No. And growths on the back of the eye. I've not seen a lot of eyes in my time. Perhaps it could have just been something that happens. No, because I'm a doctor, and that doesn't look like anything I've seen before. But I've seen limits to your knowledge. <laughs> you, you went to Australian medical school. The real medicine. <coughs> so, well, that's that's very comforting. Here you say, we just wanted to come and divest ourselves of this knowledge. Though the symbol of the, the the rosary you found is interesting. Oh, it's um it's from the village of Barovia. We we have a home faith there. We the, a lot of our clergy. The older and the more severe members, the ones that have a, a harder disposition end up going there. It's a very difficult village to live in. Suspicion, very, they're very suspicious of outsiders. It's a very unbarovian habit of theirs. Yeah. Sounds quite far from nice welcoming Kresig. Exactly. But they, they go there and they tend well to, to the flock. Um, but that rosary is from the orphanage. You can tell from the way the beads are set up. Interesting. Which orphanage is this? I'm the guessing we only have one, one in the village of Barovia. We don't have that many children. Dummy! <laughs> Do you know anyone who works there? 
Yes. The chaplain who runs the place. And there's also a, a head nun. Do they she's, have a child? She's the teacher. Hmm. No, no, it's just the two of them. So I guess if you want to investigate this further, we'd have to go to the village of Barovia. No, to the orphanage that's here in town. No, in the village of Barovia. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, would you all in the orphanage? That's why they were talking about how horrible it was there. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for your help. It's been very comforting. I'm glad I could offer my assistance and guidance. So you think it'd be kind of a big deal if one of those people from Barovia came here Someone would have noticed that. I mean, merchants travel, and if merchants travel. You know, people who run orphanages don't really. I mean, if he could have gotten it from the orphanage. Maybe he grew up there, or some of his ancestors were from there, or something. Then again, I don't think they'd be giving up silver rosaries to, you know, orphans. I mean, or it could still be someone within the order, and they're just not. I mean, yeah, it's an old thing, so it might be a family heirloom. Yeah, I guess this guy could be a fucking liar, because we were told not to trust anyone. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want to uh, want to expose everything off the bat. That's why we wanted to just go in and sort of see the information about where we're at. Okay. So, should we go to the mayor? Or whoever's running this place? Well, let's check mayor. in with Priscilla, see what she found. And then, yeah, okay. I think go to the mayor, see if we can obtain a, a writ to investigate the mine. Okay. All right. You guys are going to go and talk to someone you haven't talked to yet, the leader of the town, who's totally a part of this huge conspiracy in a different way. <laughs> I think that is the good part to end it off for the night. Okay. 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 All right. So uh, that was us. I was Devin. Tyler. Kevin. And Peter. And this is Sponsored by Nobody, signing off. Thank you.